0: We're expecting close to 200 people at the most, um, which, you know, is not bad considering it's, it's an event that is happening for the first time midweek at the end of the year when people are busy with travel plans and stuff. So I'm, I'm thrilled with that and excited about the quality of attendees we're having there, um, the quality of speakers, exhibitors, and, you know, just stakeholders coming together. Um, from Web 2 and Web 3 in Sin City, baby. So it's a great recipe. I think there's going to be a ton of networking, a lot of value, and um, we're, we're working on keeping that momentum going with a virtual conference, which I'll speak on when we get more people shortly after this physical conference. So for the people who can't be there physically, they don't miss out on the gems and the content and all the good stuff. That's gonna happen. They might miss out on the networking because you know being in the room is different from not being in the room. But they'll still have a chance to absorb all that valuable information. So that's that's one of those things we're working on right now as well.
1: Ooh, okay, that'll be good. Uh, what would you say like the, is the most valuable thing that you've learned like while you've been uh, organizing your first expo and convention?
0: um actually in full transparency this isn't my first expo i've been, no, I'm, oh, I've been organizing events for years um yeah so it, it tends to be hectic but i, I have more of a chill pers- personality a lot of people it takes a different type of personality to put events together you know you have to sort of like be a jack of all trades you have to reach out to sponsors you got to do the marketing it's it's easy to designate, but it's also not easy to designate that stuff, especially the first time. It's almost like you're a chef trying to make sure that our food comes out right, right? Um, but I think once you get over the first one, then it's easier because now you have proof of concept. People can reference the first one and expect the next ones to be better. So the first one is always challenging. It's like you're going from an idea or a concept to reality, and then putting all those pieces together can be kind of overwhelming, But fortunately, um, you know, domaining is one of those asset classes where there's a lot of interest, you know, and we've done this organically. We haven't spent a ton of money on ads or anything like that. We've mostly done all the marketing here on Twitter, um, doing weekly Twitter spaces, you know, just working with communities like ENS Maxis and, you know, intentionally just wanted to use this Twitter audience as a as a test to see if there was any interest, right? Cause you got to validate the concept and yeah, it's, it's worked out. Like I said, you know, we have at least 150 people confirmed. We're expected to spike up a bit. Uh, most people, including myself, will register for a conference on site uh, a couple of days before the event. So um, yeah, we're ready to go. I'm, I'm thrilled. We have an agenda. We have sponsors, you know, like unstoppable, thankfully free name, Namebase, Integra, several others, right? Um, Bringing builders together, bringing investors together, bringing people from, you know, all walks of domain in Web2. Veterans, who have had seven-figure exits, and some of them probably would never deal with Web3, but that's okay. I think we can learn from them as well. And some of them, like Page, who I think is a model domainer, are... You know, he's at multiple seven-digit exits, but he, he understands the investment thesis behind Web3 and is open-minded and getting involved. So I think just having that healthy mix of people of different backgrounds and, and um would be a great, great, great event.
1: Definitely. And I'm looking forward to meeting everybody, especially Paige, after he jumped on our spaces a few weeks ago. He, um, yeah, I went back and listened to it again because his, uh, his stories on the two – the two seven-figure exits were super interesting i mean my my brain can't even i can't even wrap my head around that information that he was able to do that that's that's nuts but uh but yeah i guess after the expo are you planning on um going to the sphere if you haven't been already
0: i'm looking at the sphere right now for my room at encore i haven't been in it but i i, I i'm kind of like getting used to that site i love it I, I i mean look after the expo i'm gonna have some downtime I can think about stuff like that. But for now, I'm hyper-focused on making sure, you know, the audio is fine, the the sign is fine. You know what I mean? The the little details and logistics that come with putting an event together uh, and just making sure people have a good user experience. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scene that happens to make an event flow properly. And, you know, we're, we don't have the luxury of it's a couple of weeks away anymore. So this is... This is, like, a, a, a serious time for me. So I'm here in Vegas to make sure all those things are moving along smoothly. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to do in Vegas. That's one of the reasons why um, I decided to do this in Vegas, not Sanford, Florida, or Cleveland, Ohio. No disrespect, right? Everyone loves Vegas. Um, I see Mr. Las Vegas in the audience. Um, <laughs> um, Vegas is a great place for conferences. You know, there's a lot of... Um, Options when it comes to accommodation, there are a lot of options when it comes to like entertainment, and being on a Wednesday, Thursday, some people will choose to, you know, hang out a little a little longer, um and the weather is not too bad right now. It's not, I like it. It's a bit colder, but it's definitely not one hundred and twenty degrees. You know what I mean? So <laughs> this time of the year, Vegas is actually pretty cool. I'm here right now in Vegas, and I'm having a good time.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, it's like hoodie weather right now, right?
0: For like sure, no, no winter jackets. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Perfect, love to hear it. Yeah, I'm I'm in Minnesota right now, so it was like 10 degrees yesterday.
0: Boy, I can't even imagine.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, outside of the the conference, I guess like once that's once the conference is is over, are you making any new inter- interesting plays in uh, Web two or Web three domains? Any new strategies or? Or, or Yeah, effect. so
0: one of the things we're doing and I'm excited about is we're going to announce a date um, at the conference for the virtual edition. And so this is a way to give our sponsors more value um, and give the conference a wider reach. So if you can't attend the conference, you can still, you know, watch the sessions on demand. Um, there will be two versions of that. There's a free version where you watch the keynotes and a few you know, like, kind of like a watered-down version. It's free. Um, you don't have to worry about paying anything. And then we have a VIP version, which would be about 100 bucks. Um, and, you know, that's what the plan is. And with that, you have access to all the sessions at the conference, including the workshops. Um, the only thing you're missing out on is just being there. Um, so I think that's perfect for people who um, are too busy to attend or the travel is, a, is an issue. Or, you know, people got other... stuff going on in real life right so but but then again we're going to do it a month away so we can add some more additional content um so we also had a lot of sponsors that wanted to be there but they didn't have it in their budget or they didn't have you know the resources to be there because you know like they're in other parts of the world or they you know they just couldn't be there, right? But they want to connect with the audience. And so I feel like Domain & Expo will become a, a valuable marketing resource for folks in the domain space, like all type of stakeholders. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited about that because, um, you know, only a handful of people can physically be there, but thousands of people can potentially be reached via a virtual conference. So we're going to make that the two the second step after this event. And, I you know, I, I believe that, once people connect in real life, you know, magic happens and we want to nurture that and encourage that and track that as well. And, you know, start working immediately on the next year's conference, which won't be in December, probably around September ish. Um, So yeah, we definitely um, know that, you know, the first year is usually an uphill battle and the second year is much smoother because people now understand what's going on. And um, I think, the web two side of things will realize this is an inclusive conference because there's a perception that it's just a web three conference and that's far from true.
1: 100% and uh, for the the workshops that you just briefly mentioned, which ideas did you have for them so far?
0: So we're doing just one workshop at the live conference, but the virtual conference will probably add more. Um, I know Paige said he wants to do one for the virtual. So that's awesome. But we're doing a, a workshop on how to outbound domain names with Bruce Berger. Um, Bruce is one of my mentors in domaining, and he consistently earns um a livelihood selling domain names every day. And so he's going to teach us his strategies and, um, you know, some of his hacks and insights on how to do that because a lot of people, you know, need the liquidity, right? And to learn from someone, who's been doing this for over a decade and successful at it is a rare opportunity. Um, so I, I'm excited about that workshop for sure. Awesome. And then, of course, we have a lot of sessions. We also have that online auction. Unstoppable on Domains is going to be, they've already submitted some names to Ride of the Dot. Um, there's some Web 2 names out there. Um, the last time that happened, I think it was the first time there was a Web 3 auction from Ride of the Dot. And they did over a hundred grand. If I'm not mistaken, over one hundred thirty thousand. So yeah, we're we're trying to repeat that, Um, and I think that's exciting as well. So we have that auction um, where people will be able to get some unstoppable domain name grails. We have some web two names that have been curated right now as well. So you know, I I I, you know I hate that it's not a physical auction with the auctioneer because. They've done that at Namescom, but I'm sure next year we'll be able to arrange that. But it's an online auction, which means more reach.
1: Definitely. And, uh, yeah, I guess this is one of the last questions here. Um, did Web3 Domain Click for you after you made your your first transaction using a domain? Or was it something or somebody else that made you, like, see the vision of how these domains could play out long term?
0: So, you see me rocking ishmili.eth. The first thing I wanted to do was basically... Um, follow the culture. and So when I came on Twitter, I saw a lot of people with the Eth names and I, out of curiosity, was wondering why is everyone rocking a Eth name? Um, and I did that. So I, I got my name, um, you know, and, you know, my real name is Ishmael. But, you know, Ishmael is what I go by on social media. So I got Eth, and, you know, got that airdrop and ever since then just bit that Web3, um, you know, what do you call it? I just got the Web3 vibe going. And, you know, the cool thing about Web3 is a lot of the stuff you learn in Web3, you learn here on Twitter, right? I think there are a lot of people here on Twitter that are shaping the future of Web3 day by day. You know, they're doing videos to educate people. Um, they're onboarding their friends and family. You know, we might bump heads on investment pieces or approach, um, but I encourage people to be open-minded and look at domaining as an opportunity in general it doesn't matter to me if you choose to have a x or a .eth I think the key thing is you understand the idea of digital identity um, you know a lot of people are maximalists on either side and typically that's not the best approach in my opinion I think there's opportunity with unstoppable I think there's opportunity with .eth and overall I think we're all super early um, to declare winners and losers, and I think you know we're going through some growing pains in in the industry. Um, but it's healthy. It's it's how an industry um, you know grows is you know you sort out differences. You but I do believe that we do need competition. Um, I don't believe in a one protocol ecosystem. I think that's bullshit. Um, and I you know I like what Unstoppable has done. I, I haven't hidden that. And I love the fact that Unstoppable is supporting what we're doing at the conference. To me, that's remarkable because they didn't have to. And, um, you know, so it shows, you know, and, and what Unstoppable is built validates Web3, right? Because they're doing it in a unique way. Like some people push back on the re- lack of renewal fees, but it's it's funny because you can't tell somebody how to run their business, right? If someone onboards... million wallets, right? Even if they have to give some of them away for free, I know business enough to understand that that is a growth strategy and that's commendable, right? Um, If someone says, I don't need to charge renewables, then you might want to ask why. You know, if you ask why, which I've asked the CEO, Matt himself, and he answered transparently, well, in Web3, we don't have the same hard costs as Web2. Why do I need to charge you fees that, I'm not in caring. So I thought that was kind of intelligent. Um, And I think it's also a strategy that resonates with a lot of people from a financial perspective and a principal perspective. Um, Some people, most people outside of Twitter, if you give them an option, do you want to pay for something or do you want to get it for free? They're like, give me the free one. Like, that's the real world. And I think, you know, when people go, oh, this is not, you know, it's a VC-backed company. And it's not decentralized and all this nonsense. It's fixed to just people's bias and people trying to pump their own bags. Like the need to be right at the next person's expense is a scarcity mindset. An abundant mindset ignores what they don't like, right? You don't need to bash a competitor. You can believe what you believe and live and let other people live. So I just hate the whole you know, unstoppable is bad and I'm good. And this person is, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, you know, respect people's choices. I I love the fact that we have options. It's not just unstoppable. I saw something earlier today about 000.soul selling for, you know, five digits and it made me smile. I don't own a single .soul name, but I think that's great. It all validates Web3 domaining, And and so I feel like diversity is is what's needed here, right? There are people that are more native to other blockchains. There are people that love the fact that they can get a name and never worry about renewals. There are people that feel like renewals are tolerable and needed. It's all good. There's enough for everyone. And those options are very important.
1: Definitely, especially as, as this market grows and gets bigger. Like once a billion people are here on many TLDs, it's going to feel way, way different. And it's going to be fun being early. And reiterating on your last point too, like the most passionate people are definitely on Twitter. So uh, shout out if you're in the space or if you post a lot on, in general, like you're part of the movement. You're helping out. And uh, I've noticed too that- It's so
0: small, there. bro. Like it's such an echo chamber that, you know, you feel like because so many people are saying the same thing that it's factual. Twitter is just a, a, a very, very small um mini fraction of 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 people that currently use web three. And Twitter is also um very, very you know, I put up a poll yesterday I said, Are you a nerd or a normie? And more people are nerds out here than normies. In the real world, that's not how it works. The real world you got grandma, you got the truck driver, you got the blue collar guy, you got the doctors you got the students you got the people in third world countries you you have the real world that this is built for it's not built for the nerds you know you know we're early right in the real world people are going to use this for their digital identity they're going to assess the options the pros and cons and they're going to pick what resonates with them they're going to pick what's affordable to them they're going to pick what you know what is practical to them right I own a three-digit ETH, right? If it appreciates, I'm grateful because I, I own a rare asset. But I also hate the fact that I have to pay six forty dollars in renewals. I know multimillionaires that would not consider it because of that, right? So it, it is what it is. Like there are pros and cons to every everything in this space, and we're so early that we're still shaping it up. And the fact that certain people want to diminish um, the 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 you know, the the existence of others in the space doesn't resonate with me. That's not my approach. In doing Domain and Explore, I, I've always stated that I want to create something that's inclusive, something that it doesn't matter if you've been doing Domain since they blew the first whistle to acquire names, or you came in yesterday, you see value from it. Um, you gain value from it. And, I, you know, we're going to be consistent with that, right? Um, but, you know, I understand culture and I understand You know, human psychology and people always want to be right. But technology is never static. It evolves, right? And I think this is evolving right between our eyes and we're shaping it. And that's the beautiful thing about Web3, we're involved. And, you know, whether it's a DAO or or a typical capitalist company, uh, I don't know when people start start saying if it's not a DAO, it's not good. DAOs don't exist in the real world. DAOs only exist here on fucking Twitter. (laughs) name one DAO that exists in the food industry, in the medical industry, in education. It's a a concept that we're, you know, I would say we're in a social experiment, right? And it has its pros and cons, as we can see. It's it's just another business structure. And, you know, it's not a democracy. It's not perfect. Um, It it definitely is not perfect. (laughs) Looks
1: like we have a few questions. Uh, MoFA. What's up? Hey,
2: what's up? Hey, thank you for having me up, Adrian and uh, Ishmili as well. Uh, look, uh, first of all, happy belated Thanksgiving. I also don't believe in the term. Just saying happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I like to actually say what I'm thankful for. I was at work earlier today, and people are like, "Oh, happy Thanksgiving." Happy. No, no, I like to be thank. I like to say what it is. Right. So specifically in this space, I'm gonna say I'm thankful for actually having these spaces. Right. I mean, like overall for domainers. Right. I'm thankful for the people in this space. For example, Ish, Adrian, obviously a lot of the other people in the audience who host spaces. That wasn't the reason I came up. That was just a little you know random side thought oh ish happy birthday by the way happy belated um happy 21st so the reason i came up though is be- for one reason and it's because ish billy just said uh regarding the echo chamber so the echo chamber and the small little community of 100 or 200 or 300 people who even know what ens domains is right so as you guys know I'm already on episode nine. It's been completely organic growth. Three weeks of videos like time has flown by. I'm still doing my IRL job, bro. I'm like on this crazy bender of like eight or nine days of work right now. But I still found time to make a make a video, record it, do the thing. All right. My point being with this is that there's still only 100, 200, 300 people who know about ENS and my videos, uh, for example, somehow are getting thousands of views. Right. My goal with these videos is something way bigger than me or you or the 45 people in this room. The goal is that if one of these people retweets it, it's all about what's it called? Uh, So six degrees of separation, that's the word. Six degrees of separation, as I think it actually goes back to Ishmaelie's point where he's always about networking in person, the conferences, the expos. It's six degrees of separation. The right person sees my videos or wants to watch, you know, a few seconds or a few minutes of my video clips and it's like, "Oh yeah, ENS." That's what I'm saying. It's 6 degrees of separation from me to Mark Cuban, from me to Elon Musk. Bro, it's like if we're not that far away. If somebody retweets my video and somebody else sees it, I mean, that's crazy. So my point is to get like ish is saying, and that's the reason I came up is because he keeps using the word echo chamber and 200, 300 people. This is so much bigger and we are so early. But being early is not enough or being early is not enough because we're trying to spread the word. So I've come to realize a little fun pet project of me making these videos, these mofo videos, these these domain of the day stuff it's actually become something so much more powerful because it's, it could put us on the map. And I mean, that might be me being too excited and, you know, full of energy, like I am, but the point is a retweet here, a retweet there, you know, I'm going to keep being consistent. Look, ish is, ish, ish, Millie and I, we have a good friendship, good relationship, bro. Every time I post a video, I DM him or he DMs me. He's like, he says two words. He says, keep going. And bro i'm not gonna stop that's all i'm gonna say like uh, sorry to suppose you ish, but yeah all he says is keep going be consistent that's it a few words and uh yeah so i'm excited about that the point of my whole statement right now six degrees of separation we're not that far away and being early is not enough like keep contributing i appreciate adrian you know hosting these spaces even though it is a different you know obviously dot x um, i don 't want to be close minded about it i 'm like a big e n s bull type of guy, but i want to learn about dot soul and dot x and you know dot crypto and what i want to learn you know but uh yeah i think that's that 's kind of my soapbox for now um yeah so i 'm excited about it bro yeah we for
0: sure should. i i think it's commendable that unstoppable is involved with the e n s community as well i i, I don 't think you guys get your flowers for that a lot of people go, oh yeah they're competitors and they're you know, badging in and, you know, I think it's a, a different approach and it's a more mature approach. Look, domaining is not um, a tribal thing. Domaining at its best is a bunch of options where you fit, you find what fits with you, right? What gives you that edge, um, you know, Web3 might be in terms of digital identity. Um, you know, in, in Web2, there are 1600 extensions, right? And you can't just categorically say that all of them are bad, right? And you can't say one is better than all of them because people are going to go with what works for them based on their circumstances. Not everyone's going to shelf out $100,000 for a dot-com name. So it doesn't work for everyone, right? So the fact that people have options, you know, is the reality. And that's what makes domaining exciting. And I think the same thing applies in Web3, right? It's not going to be just .eth. It's not going to just be .x. It's not going to just be what you have in your wallet. It's going to be a bunch of emerging protocols, especially in this initial phase. So I think, you know, getting informed and understanding the pros and cons and, you know, the, the, the opportunity um, from being early is by, you know, taking that information and then applying it where it fits. Like, I'm a geek for this stuff. Like, I really get excited when I learn about new um, naming systems. Like, when I found out about Doton and what they've done over there with Telegram and how that could be applied with any of these other social media um, platforms, it's exciting. When you look at obvious developments like Twitter now selling handles um, pre-blockchain, it's exciting. It just lets you understand, okay, you know what? Maybe I can connect some dots here. The world is changing, and it's changing fast, right? You know, someone, I put up a a tweet yesterday, and someone goes, I don't believe that many people are on LinkedIn. I was like, well, just because you're not on LinkedIn doesn't mean there aren't 930 million people there. Just think about that for a second. LinkedIn alone has 930 million people, right? If LinkedIn decides that they want to start a naming protocol, the blockchain enables that. They don't have to say, oh, go get a dot link. There's no dot LinkedIn. They can literally now create a dot LinkedIn and put it on Ethereum. They can do it on different protocols. And it, it has a utility with an existing community. Like, so people dismissing this stuff and saying, oh, well, I can. Well, in the real world, people are going to do what they have to do with or without I can, right? And, and this is proof of that. Look at what's happening here on Twitter. Like someone bought, memecoin.eath yesterday for 42 ethereum right three ETH names are selling for close to twenty thousand dollar four like these things are becoming valuable assets right right in our very eyes and we're we're, we're controlling that we, we we're controlling that narrative we're, we're the early pioneers in this stuff and i think that's beautiful now that doesn't come without risk that doesn't come without massive speculation That doesn't mean we're going to be right. But the fact that we're here, to me, is just amazing, right? And the fact that not only are we here, but we can also get involved in Web 2, which never went anywhere, right? Because some people are discovering domaining via Web 3. A lot of people have told me that. Like, I didn't even know people were selling .com names. So I just encourage people to be informed, stay informed, stay informed, stay informed. What what the next guy is saying has bias do your own research do your own due diligence and then position yourself accordingly and that's why conferences like domain Explorer and 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 and, you know there are very few of them in the domain world right you know that's why this type of you know platforms are important because where else do you learn web 3 you don't learn this stuff in college right where else are you going to learn web 3
2: And never, and never will they ever tell you, ish. In college or high school, they're never, they'll never empower you to learn these skills, bro. That's the thing. Like, that's why those of us who are creative and want to learn on the fly, like, we are probably going to be destined for more success. But I know there's other hands up. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's exactly, man.
1: Yeah, uh, 3 AM. What's up, man? Yeah, what up?
3: So, uh, because I heard you guys talking about Solana with talk Sol and all that, my only alpha for a lot of people is look well outside your own walls. So if you're a UD person, get some ENS, Solana, Avalanche, uh, BNB, Algo. If you're um, unstoppable, get ENS and get the other ones. But if you're trying to create a brand or you're thinking about selling any of your domains down the line and you think you have grails, try and get them across multiple providers because I would think if somebody wants a name for branding, if you can present them with a bundle, I think that's a bigger offering because then they can have that brand across multiple different platforms and chains. So there's a lot that could go on. And then um, I also do want to highlight, if you haven't called on him yet, Adrian, um, ONL9. I think he wanted to ask some questions. He's been throwing
4: some to us lately. Good evening, everybody. Everybody is saying, like Ishmaelie and Starball, we are totally new in this space. This space is evolving. So we don't know which one is the best naming protocol, right? So Yuri is selling names on Polygon, right? Same thing could be done on Sol, same thing could be done on other chain. So what if if somebody for like goes to law code and says, hey, this naming protocol should not be there because we are minted dot wallet on Polygon and we are the only one. So isn't this like predatory? Is this thing like not stopping like competition? Is this thing not like stopping the evolution?
0: I, I get the the concern about collusion, and I think that's no, part of. No, no, of the let, let me is... tell
4: you, brother. So everybody of did course. the NFT, right? NFT thing. Like yesterday, la- la- last year, everybody was printing NFTs. So you can do the e- same thing on on other chains, right? NFT means non fungible token. Like it is not not equal to anything else. If it's like equal to anything else, it's not fun- non-fungible, right? So basically, what UD is selling is like names of Polygon. Same could be done on like the other chains too. So who is Yuri to decide I am the best, right? I am the only one. I will be only minting the names on wallet on Polygon. There could be no other person minting names on dots like Solana blockchain. Who is UD? Yuri is just a website. So UD going to code and stopping other competition is predatory, isn't it? And don't you guys think UD is like minting $69 All
1: right, Andres, what's your question?
0: Look, let me address that. I think what he's saying is, you know, what's stopping someone else from, from minting names on Polygon or what's stopping somebody else from creating a naming system on Ethereum or other blockchains? You know, there's validity in that, but there's something called network effect. There's something called community. Um, There are integrations that you need to worry about. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, anyone can decide that they want to start a car company. Doesn't mean you're going to be successful at it. You know what I mean? So, and that's what's beautiful about Web3. I think Web3 allows people, especially builders, to build, right? If you want to start your own naming service, I think it's amazing you could do that, right? Now in terms of scaling your naming service and making it relevant, you know, that's where the hurdle is. So UD from what I understand has raised millions of dollars. They have a $1 billion valuation, right? So when it comes to like, you know, credibility, they're built, they have built that they have real partners, right? They have a marketplace. They have real people that work for them, right? What is it? 31 people from UD coming to the domain expo. Um, They have, visibility. I've never heard of dot only L9. No, no disrespect intended. And so if you can turn it into a UD, I, you know, all the best, right? Dot ETH has network effect. There are hundreds of thousands of people that are using dot ETH on Twitter. And, you know, there are people that are exchanging assets on the Ethereum blockchain. There's a DAO that generates significant revenue. So, look, that's the beautiful thing about Web three is anyone can now build their naming system, and if you're able to scale it, you've built something valuable. But so the technology is there, right? It's no different from saying, "What's stopping me from being the next Amazon?" Good luck, buddy. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to stop anybody from doing what they need to do. Like, I mean, I don't know why you're putting the thumbs down. I'm, I'm actually saying what you're doing is solid, right? You want to build your own naming protocol and polygon? You can do that. That's the beautiful thing about the blockchain. It's inclusive. It's not restrictive. And I think that's cool. I, but there, there, there are certain things that we need to address. We have to have standards. We have to address the, the issue of collision. Uh, we have to address, you know, and respect intellectual property, trademarks, patents, Things like that. I mean, we're we're still a society of laws and we have to have checks and balances. So when people scream decentralization, you know, I I think in in reality, 100 percent decentralization equates to anarchy because there are bad apples amongst us. Right. But I think that it's better than an extremely centralized world. Right. Less centralization sounds more fitting, if you ask me. But I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of naming systems and a lot of attempts to build naming systems. And I think it's encouraged. I think that's what the blockchain enables. And I don't blame anyone for trying to build. If anything, I think you should build. Um, but remember, ideas are different from execution. It's all about the execution.
1: 100%. And uh, Andre, what's up? Or Andres?
5: Hello, hello, brother. Uh, God bless you all. I wanted uh, first to ask about the uh, X is the unstoppable unstoppable domain, right? And is e is what? This is my first question. And I wanted to say that, like, God bless you all, like, for being so early and everything. And I really love the community. And uh, what I'm thinking about, like, when mass adoption happens and when... Everyone want to get into the metaverse and want these names. It would be crazy, like, how much would people pay for, like, four letters, three letters, and those, like, uh, very unique names. And I'm thinking that the people that's buying this, like, what's going to happen next? Let's say in a couple, uh, four, five years, maybe, when, like, the new generation of gamers are getting into Web3, and they need, like, some kind of... Uh, names so they'd be paying massive amount of money to get this sp- small name to be able to show off that they're not you know some kind of new gamer or like a player with like a long name you know so they could show off and i was talking about this with my friend chasseur he's the one that introduced me to all of them so shout out to my friend uh, dear friend chasseur down there and uh, i wish if you can Tell me and reply my question, my dear friend, Unstoppable and Ishmael, and God bless you and thank you for listening to me. I'll stop, step down right now.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, go ahead, Adrian. Oh, sorry. 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 Yeah,
1: so I think initially you asked um, about .x and .eth and I guess the utilities on that. So I can answer for DOTX. I guess. So with your, with your Unstoppable, you can link it to a crypto address to simplify payments. You can build a decentralized website. Um you can transfer your domains around. You can do reverse resolution so you so you actually like show up on the blockchain. And as of recently you can do UD messaging too, so you can message from demand to domain. But uh Ishmael, what were you gonna say?
0: Yeah, I mean I think it's touched on it and with ETH you can do all those other those things as well. Um and you um can also, you know, build decentralized websites um on IPFS. Um you can um you know speculate on it in my opinion i think like you observed like you stated what happens when people the masses get over here they're going to want their first names dot eth or dot x or whatever right they're, they're going to want to blockchain you know what we call an on-chain identity and you know when you have a wallet address and if anyone has ever sent crypto you know you have an ethereum network alone you have 42 characters of, you know, 42, a 42 character combination of words and and numbers that aren't human readable. So these addresses have that core functionality where people use them as human readable addresses and they have value. Just yesterday, someone bought memecoins.eth for 42 Ethereum. And, you know, we can only speculate that in time, these names are just going to appreciate in value. They're very rare, some of them. And there's only going to be one peter.eth, there's only going to be one john.eth, so you can imagine how valuable names like that would be. Um, Nationalities, numbers, emojis, and, you know, we're just seeing the early phase of it, and this happened with Web2. You know, think about this. I I had the privilege of interviewing Rick Schwartz um, a couple of years ago, and I asked him what his biggest sale was, and he said, he sold porno.com for $8.9 million in 2010. And I followed up and said, when did you purchase it and how much did you pay for it? And he said, he bought it in 1995 for $42,000. So I don't know what you guys were in 1995. I know some of you weren't born, but in 1995 to pay $42,000 for a name was crazy. Yesterday, somebody paid 42 e for a name history typically repeats itself. Right. Um, so what's going to happen a couple of years from now? More than likely, that name will appreciate in value. It's possible it doesn't, right? But the odds are it will, right? Because the blockchain isn't going anywhere. So I think buying a .Eth name is is speculating that Ethereum will increase in value. And so far, so good. That's been a safe bet, right? Um, Ethereum, even though it's pulled back from all-time highs, it, you know it's 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 very very it's a very very reliable blockchain and I think the all the cool thing about a eat wallet is you can receive any type of crypto on it block you know all the types of crypto on a block on a eat wallet so you know these things are going to just keep getting more powerful um they resolve they're, they're, resol- they're in certain browsers right now like a brave browser you know it's not the most popular browser but it has that functionality as well and you know there are a lot of people that don't get it And that's okay, If you do the research and you keep an open mind, you could see value where there's value and you'll be able to make a decision based off your risk level. Right. I think it's much easier to acquire a Web3 name right now that would be valuable in the future than to acquire Grill.com because those are not in everyone's price range right now. Good luck getting John. Dot .com. Good luck cannon a, a triple digit.com, right? That's out of most people's, you know, affordability bracket, right? So I just think it gives us another option and that's beautiful.
1: 100% that. And uh Mofa, let's see like you have your hand up. Yeah. What's man.
2: Up? So that's the thing, man. Every time man, oh god, every time I hear Ish really say something, man, it just strikes me a memory of of like the past and where we've been. Let me give you a little story about credit cards real quick, a little snippet. There are video clips and interviews of like grainy videos from 1998, 1997. People are being interviewed in like a grocery market or like, a you know, like a supermarket being asked about what do you guys think about credit cards? Do you think what is it going to be like to swipe a credit card and have payment go through? And literally like 98 to 99 percent of the people being interviewed are like, oh, I don't think it's going to work. I really like cash. Cash is king. Cash feels good. This card stuff is going to be a scam. That's where you are right now. That's where we are as as an industry of Web3 and, you know, believing in the tech. That's what we are right now in 2023, folks. If you don't understand that, I mean, just just leave the space. Like that's where you are, where credit cards were in 1997 and 1998, when people are like, "Uh, I don't know. Yes, as Ishmili says, there are a lot of nerds and techie techie guys. That's not me. All right, I don't know how a credit card specifically has like a certain code that gets sent through the machine. I don't know that stuff. I don't know CCIP, bro. I don't know like the coding or the lines and stuff. But once everything is seamless and integrated. And you can literally just tap a QR code, which links to mofo.eth. You get to see all my assets, all my NFTs. I get to open my uh, my apartment's door with it. I get to uh, turn on my car as I walk up to it. with just the mofo.eth QR code, bro. Like so many things are going to be integrated. I'm going to walk into Whole Foods. I'm going to walk into Walmart, Target. That's it, bro. Like everything just through that little QR code, right? So it's going to be decentralized. The future, it's coming. I'm telling you, it is coming. And... It, we are in the credit card, like the, the pre-credit card age. The same little story that I gave you—that's where we are right now. When people just don't understand, and they don't need to understand. I don't know how a credit card chip works, and I don't need to. I just use it, and that's—that's going to be the beauty. Like once it becomes mass adoption. So I just want to remind that story. Uh, as is. <laughs> no, I
0: love I love that analogy analogy, but the difference is, we couldn't participate in the credit card economy. Now we can actually participate in domaining. That's why we call it digital real estate, right? You can, you can literally invest in it, right? If you saw credit cards coming, you still couldn't, you know, acquire a credit card number and say, oh, I know this number is going to be worth something in the future, right? So with this, we can claim a stake of, of this digital real estate. We can acquire names right now and, you know, hold on to them, build on them, um, in Web2 and Web3, right? Web3 has, a, for the most part, a different use case. Um, but I, I think, again, it depends on your specific situation. Um, but I think, for personally, I play both. I play Web2 and Web3. I have more Web2 names than Web3. But I do have some Web3 names that are serious investments. Like, I own um, I own. I'm, I'm excited about the upcoming auction. At the conference, I want to pick up some unstoppable domain grails, right? Because I recognize this value in having names that you don't have to pay renewals for. Because I pay renewals and I hate it, right? So I'm taking a more diversified approach, right? Where it's not just me buying Web 2 and Web 3 names, but I really want to have exposure to different naming protocols. Like, if you were buying dot names, you would have gained about 100% over the last 30, 60 days right? Because Solana went 300x in the last month, right? Went from $20 to about 60 bucks. right? So having the names and they're appreciating gives you double appreciation, right? If that makes sense. So I just think it's an exciting space and if you're betting on crypto, you got to be betting on naming systems as well. And if you're betting on Ethereum, you definitely need to ETH. And I think Ethereum is here to stay. I don't see Ethereum going anywhere um i I can't predict the future in terms of what the price will be but the utilities here right people need to exchange crypto i send ethereum back and forth all the time and i've literally made the mistake of sending money to the wrong wallet it's a horrible experience right so these domain names really have a utility they're not just speculative assets they're usable today they can be used to address smart contracts wallet addresses build decentralized websites You know, be used as loyalty programs when you issue out subdomains. There's so much you can do with them today. And who knows what the future entails, right? So I think it's only smart to to be open-minded and study Web3 and don't ignore any protocol, right? Even if you don't invest in it, at least understand the pros and cons. 100%
1: 100% and beyond all the utilities too the one thing that makes me super bullish and what got me into this space 3 years ago is that it's just it's personal like these domains are insanely personal it's not just an image it's like it's a name you rep everywhere and an image you can attach onto it so it's like yeah it's it's common it's common it's grown and uh yeah it's going to be fun but yeah I think we're going to wrap up this space pretty soon here I'll just pass the mic around um to the three guys so any any last words surely
0: Again, look, excited about the upcoming conference. It's been a lot of work um, putting final touches. If you're going to be out there, I can't wait to meet you. Um, very appreciate the support. Uh, very much appreciate the support. Um, and you know, after the conference is done, we're going to do a virtual conference. So you're going to have access to the content, um, you know, the bulk of it for free. Um, and we'll have a VIP version where you can get the entire thing, right? Um, And some additional content that, you know, will increase the reach of the content that will be shared and, you know, allow people who can't physically be in Vegas, which is more people than people who can be there, um, to still be involved um, in terms of, you know, learning on demand what's happening in real time in this space. I think that's that's needed. Um, So I'm excited about not just the conference, but the virtual conference we're going to be doing next month. To keep this going, um, and you know, during the pandemic, I did a couple of virtual, a few virtual conferences, and they're they're pretty impactful. You know, you can create virtual exhibits, you can, you know, still do everything except shake hands, which you know clearly is a bigger deal. But again, I'm I'm just excited about spreading the gospel of domain in, specifically Web three domain because I feel like it's a unique op- opportunity um, where I'm bullish on it. I believe if you're picking up the right names right now, you're going to enjoy massive, massive ROI in the coming years. Um, history repeats itself. And I think that's what's happening. Look, there was no Web 2 before Web 1. And, you know, Web 2 is a bridge to Web 3. Uh, and I think it's important that you understand domain in general, right? Understand the history of domain in, understand where the liquidity is, understand the pros and cons, understand what a GCLD is, why people say com is king, understand the marketplaces, you know, build a relationship with people who have done this before you, um, learn from their mistakes, learn from their success, and don't be a lone wolf when it comes to domain. And it's so much harder when you try to do this by yourself versus being part of a community. I think that's why a lot of us here on Twitter because we learn from each other. And just... Build that network, build that network, build that knowledge base and, you know, keep going.
1: 100% that. And uh, I'll pass around to MoFo again.
0: Yeah, man. So,
2: um, yeah, shout out to you. And here's why. So uh, one thing me and you share is uh, I didn't know I had this in me, but the word is consistency. Look, you you hold these spaces, I believe, on a weekly basis. And I appreciate that. Just like me, I'm trying to create these videos and this content on a, on a very – Frequent, you know, two to three day turnaround time. I'm trying to keep it consistent, and that's what we're gonna need to push our Web3 knowledge and enthusiasm into like the larger world. Okay, so I appreciate that. Another fun fact: is a recorded space. I'm just gonna say it. The guy from yesterday who uh, made the 42 eat sale. This is this tells you how bullish he is. He made the 42 eat sale, right? And now I want you guys all to go check the the bid bot, right? ENS bids he's already put in bids for king.eth just uh, five minutes ago for 13 ethereum he put in a, a bid for casino.eth for 10 ethereum it's that same account that same wallet it's all on the blockchain for the world to see so look that just tells you the man makes a 42 uh, 42 eth eighty-six thousand dollars sale and he's already reinvesting in grail domains i do believe king and casino are holy grails i mean i'd pay a hundred thousand dollars if i had a hundred thousand dollars uh for each of those so yeah, I mean, this is an exciting time. Um, yeah, everyone in this room is going to be very successful and happy someday. It's just a matter of uh, waiting until that aforementioned day. And uh, yeah, and also every time I'm in these spaces, I wish I had like more money to buy more things. I hear that example of some of you know people having put in forty-two thousand and it resulted in nine million. Think to yourself, why can't that be you? Who said that can't be you? So, anyways, that's my parting thought for now
1: appreciate it man <laughs> all right uh web 3am
3: i'll pass it over to you oh i wasn't really prepared for the mic but uh got some got some good sales today on the bogo i think uh one thing i'll leave in passing is i'm from massachusetts if you drive like a jerk here you get called a mass hole so I picked up a few mass hole domains throw some um Vinyl decals on the car to start rocking a .eth. Going to do web3im.eth on the car and probably masshole.go or .x. And just, yeah, whatever you guys can do to keep bringing more, um, more attention to the industry and for any chain that you guys love. So whether you're a ENS guy, an unstoppable, Solana, name it, just keep going out there and keep bringing more people onto the blockchain. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100% of that. But yeah, um, I guess my, my last message. Um, if you've got a friend, on Twitter, or wherever else who's not repping a demand. Help them out. Introduce them, whether it's .eth, Dot .soul, .alga, whatever it is. Help them out, and uh, let's speed up the master option here. All right, guys. I'm going to call it for today. Have a good one.